Trevor Penning is a high ceiling player with some question marks. But one thing you'll never have to question about him is the fact that he is a mauler. We've got some UNI insider help to take a look at the man and the player that is Trevor Penning. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, over on USA Today's Saints Wire, Tuesdays of Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. We're going to kick off today's episode as we're breaking down Trevor Penning, the New Orleans Saints 19th overall selection. Did the Saints just find their next starting left tackle for the foreseeable future? We've got Elliot Clough, a UNI insider and maybe a familiar face to some of you Pelicans fans here to help us break it all down. All right, everybody, leading off today's show is Elliot Clough at Elliot Clough on Twitter. You can find him over at Cornstalks and Sports Talks, fantastic podcast covering everything going on in Iowa sports. Uh, man, Elliot, I- I'm so excited that you're here to be able to talk a little bit about Trevor Penning, the Saints number 19 overall selection. I appreciate you so much for taking the time to come through. Uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about Trevor Penning and what the New Orleans Saints got at 19th overall. Sure, Ross. You clearly did your research because you pronounced my last name right. Uh, <laughs> so, so Trevor, he is, I mean, it's it's the signature thing that everybody's hearing, right? It's He's a 6'7", 330-pound mauler, and that's what he did at the FCS mm-hmm. level. And he did it against Iowa State, too, in, in one of their FBS matchups with him at left tackle. Um, Trevor is a absolute monster on the field. And he's a guy that's going to fully embrace New Orleans like he embraced UNI. I mean, I, I think some of us, you may have heard me talk about it on a few other shows that I've been on. But um, I know Trevor was getting mocked to L.A. a little bit, the, mm-hmm. the Chargers, the, the few picks before the, the Saints. And I really think that would have been probably a little bit overwhelming for Trevor because, I mean, he went to high school in Clear Lake, Iowa, which I'm sure nobody who listens to this show has ever heard of. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, some of them may have not even heard of Northern Iowa uh, for that matter. Right. You and I, where, where Trevor went, for example, um, for, for people who don't know, Kurt Warner went to UNI. Um, UNI had one of the biggest upsets in, in March Madness in basketball when they beat the number one overall seed Kansas in 2010. Uh, Paul Jesperson hit a half court shot in the NCAA tournament. Um, but in terms of football, David Johnson, who's the running back with the Texans, uh, right. he went to you and I. but in, in regards more to Trevor, what you're going to get is a guy who's a little more quiet, not, not super outgoing with the media. Um, but he's got all the tool, all the tools in terms of his, his physical build where he could be your left tackle for the next 10 years. And he will be a saint through and through. Now, Elliot, I, I appreciate you so much giving me some, uh, some props on the last name bit, but you know, of course you covered the Pelicans as well. So we've been connected for a little while and everything. And But I bring that up because you're a UNI insider, but you know the culture of sports in New Orleans. You understand the culture of sports in New Orleans. 
And so you know what it is for some of these fans that get attached to players like Demario Davis and Malcolm Jenkins and Drew Brees, Cam Jordan, these guys that are such impactful human beings off the field as much as they are impactful human beings on the field. There's an on-field story that you have shared before that I would love to hear you share again. has to do with the ball boy. There's your clue. Uh, That I think is an on-field story, but shares a little bit about who Trevor Penning is off the field. Would you mind sharing that story with the listeners? Yeah, definitely. So there is uh, this ball boy that has been with you and I for their last two seasons. Of course, the FCS played their spring season or their 2020 season in the spring of 2021. So Mm -hmm. back-to-back seasons, he's been here uh, with with the UNI football program. His name is Mac Cray. I did a a feature on him for my job, kcr.com, if you want to look that up. I wrote it quite a while ago. But Mm -hmm. um, Mac is a bit of an inspiring story. Never got to play uh, contact sports because of a condition that he had growing up. Um, and came to UNI, he was from the Minneapolis area. So, and that's a sort of a pipeline for UNI football. Um, so he knew a few of the players and really just integrated himself as part of the team. And, you know, when you think of a ball boy, we think of, oh, I'm trying to think of the kid from uh, Florida state with the red hair. Oh, red sure. Yes. Yeah. Red lightning. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's just there, you know, he picks up balls, whatever, but <laughs> Mac like the, the story about Trevor and, and how it connects to Mac is they're playing North Dakota State University. NDSU is part of the same conference UNI mm-hmm. is in. Uh, NDSU, a national champion like eight times uh, right. in the last like 10 years or something Powerhouse. like that. It's insane. Uh, but they were playing at, at uh, the Fargo Dome in North Dakota. And so Mac is on the sideline. He's got a few balls in his hands. And all of a sudden this NDSU player just runs into him, kind of knocks a ball out of his hand. And Max just like, what the heck was that? And within the next probably 10 minutes of play, Trevor put that dude into the ground. <laughs> like, and I could, I could send you the TikTok if you want it, but like, yes, please. Uh, Tre- Trevor puts him into the ground. And like we all saw in the Reese's senior bowl, gets on top of him and leaves him there. And, and um, that is the epitome of who Trevor is like, I don't think anybody asked him about it after the game or have asked him about it really since, but um, he's a kid who is going to make his statements on the football field. Like mm-hmm. I said, he's not the greatest with the media. Like I think we've all seen that clip of, of him saying uh, I get to legally assault somebody. That's my favorite. <laughs> that, that clip went pretty much viral and, and it's, it's, it's who he is, man. I mean, he's right. pretty quiet, pretty soft-spoken. I've got to talk to him a few times off the field. Um, but on the field, he's just a monster. And, and that, that dichotomy I think is perfect for new Orleans and new Orleans is going to fall in love with this kid. I mean, he's, yeah. he's going to be a little awkward in interviews. He's going to be a little, little, uh, a little quiet when it comes to the media, but his on-field product, it's going to, it's going to feel like a real saints offensive lineman. Cause he's just going to go out there and, and dominate. That's just what he I does. Love- I love it, right? The Saints need that mentality on the offensive line. When they lost to Ron Armstead, they lost the throw him out the club guy. You know what I mean? And I think Trevor Penning, from what we have seen, is especially in the run game, a bit of a throw him out the club guy. And it seems like that's going to be the place where he will really be able to uh, more quickly assert himself is in the run game. But do you think he'll be able to make the transition to the passing game in the NFL as a pass protector? Right. So when I've been asked that recently, the the thing that that I like to reference for Trevor is that when he came to UNI, he was wearing like on, on the day that he signed or, or committed to UNI, that picture that's gone around. I'm sure you've seen it now. He's wearing number 58, a kicker's jersey. 
Yeah. And now he's six, seven, 330. <laughs> like, it, it was similar with, with Spencer Brown, who played eight man football, played tight end right. in high school, and then went on to become what he is now, right tackle with the Buffalo Bills. And he's, he went to UNI for those of you who don't know. Um, and, and that's Trevor, man. I mean, he has the the squat record at, at UNI uh, for the football program. I think it's 675 pounds, something crazy like that, maybe mm-hmm. even more. Um, and like, I, you might be able to relate, relate to this. You might not. I definitely can. As someone who is just kind of naturally a twig, in order to gain weight, I had to Same. shovel food. I, yeah, I had to shovel, <laughs> food. shovel food to the point where like you're uncomfortable. And and I'm sure Trevor had to do that in order to gain the weight that he did. Uh, yeah. Maybe not so much anymore. He's probably gotten used to it by now, but had to get in the weight room, had to learn the left tackle position. I mean, he was playing right guard initially and really didn't know how to play offensive line when he came to UNI. Coach Ryan Clanton, who uh, was on the offensive line at, at Oregon uh, prior to taking the job at, at UNI as the offensive line coach, as well as now co-offensive coordinator, taught him everything he knows. And yes, the technical stuff isn't quite there where you want it to be for an NFL offensive lineman, but the level of hard work that he has already put in to be who he is and now become a first-round NFL draft pick, the first ever from UNI, he might not be there yet, and you might have to show some patience for him. He's, he might have to, you know, he's going to have some penalties here and there because of the technical issues, but he's going to put in the work, and he can be your left tackle for the next 10 years. We've got more with Elliot Clough right around the corner here as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Are Trevor Penning's penalties a little bit overblown? I tend to think so. We'll get Elliot's thoughts here in just a moment, particularly for a fan base that knows a thing or two about penalties not being called or penalties being called a little bit too egregiously. So we'll talk about that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, our breakdown of the Saints 19th overall selection, Trevor Pinning. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Blue Nile. Y'all, it's the weekend. We're here. It's Friday. This is it. You got to make sure you're getting your mom the gift that she deserves, something that she's never going to forget. Mother's Day is on Sunday. So when I come back on Monday and I ask you how your mom and them, I don't want to hear about how you forgot about Mother's Day because I've been sitting here reminding you all week. Thanks to our friends over at BlueNile.com, the original online jeweler and the one place that you should be headed to make sure that you're getting your mother something that she will never forget and something that you can't get anywhere else. So whether you're looking at a tennis bracelet, whether you're looking at maybe diamond studded earrings, or maybe you're looking at a pendant necklace, something like that, you're going to be able to get it all over at Blue Nile. And you got 24-7 around the clock service and support to help you out as well. So it's Mother's Day and this Mother's Day, make sure you give your mom something that she will treasure forever with the fine jewelry collection from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners, you're going to get $50 off of $500. And this is a podcast exclusive that is only valid through Mother's Day. So don't miss it. Use promo code Locked On. That's code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So you can take advantage of it. Plus every order ships free. It arrives in discreet packaging so that you don't give away what's inside and every order is insured. So shop stress-free. And find your forever peace at BlueNile.com today. And don't forget our friends over at BetOnline.net, your number one source for all sports betting stats and sports info as well. The NBA playoffs continue to roll along. The Dallas Mavericks look like they're in trouble, but can they circle the wagons and start their way climbing back into that series? Maybe you want to get in a little bit of action around that or any of the other series going on. You've got the MLB underway now as well. you got the Kentucky Derby right around the corner. That's always fun to bet on as well. So go and check out all of these, just the the, the plethora of options, the litany of options that you have 
over at Bet Online. They are your continued source for all sports wagering information, everything from live betting to playoffs, esports, and much, much more. So go and head over to the website today or use your mobile device so you can learn more about the trends and action and get in on that action today over at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks again for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. I appreciate you so much for being here with us. Now, we are joined today by Elliot Clough, who is talking to us a bit about Trevor Penning and what he brings to the New Orleans Saints. The UNI Insider was just talking a little bit about penalties. I want to dig a little bit deeper on how legitimate those penalties actually were. Do you ever feel like sometimes the penalties were a bit overblown? At, at at his level of play, oh, uh, in in two words, hell yeah! So <laughs> Trevor Trevor was just so dominant. I mean, mm-hmm. it was he was getting uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties because he was too good. Basically, yeah. I, 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 that's not an exaggeration at all. Um, I, yeah, that was a sentiment from fans. That was a sentiment from me during the season. You go back back and watch the film, and it's just like, okay, he just dominated the guy. That's what happened. He put him into the ground. And he did his job. He finished. Is he not? Is he supposed to not finish the play? Right. Is that what he's supposed to do? Um, and and when, in regards to the unsportsmanlike stuff, I don't see that. I don't see that translating to the NFL. Um, uh, like I said, he does like to legally assault people uh, on the field. But um, <laughs> but like I think the penalties, if there are going to be any that translate to the NFL, it's going to be holding. And sure. because he's had to rely on his athleticism and his strength at times when he gets beat. At, at, the, at the collegiate level, uh, more more so against the big big programs like Iowa State, because guys from Youngstown State are not going to beat Trevor Penning. Um, so the, there are are moments where that's that's just going to happen, and I think you have to have that level of patience with with any NFL rookie, especially on the offensive line. Um, and and I know New Orleans, the the fans, they're very they high expectations, right? Especially with the Saints, mm-hmm. um, and and that's totally warranted. I just for for anyone who who's going to watch really closely and might get a little frustrated, totally get it. Just have some patience because he'll yeah. get there. Trevor Penning is a a massive human being. He's a hard worker, and and like I said, he's going to embrace New Orleans and he's going to be a saint through and through. And I mean, I know the city. Uh, you show city city love, and they're going to show it back, and Absolutely. and that's what I fully expect for for Trevor Penning and the Saints. Yeah, and I'll yeah. tell you what: if there's any any fan base in the NFL that's used to penalties. It's the Saints fan base, and they won't take it out on the player. They'll just right. go after the ref. Uh, <laughs> Elliot sure. Club, everybody, at Elliot Club on Twitter. Make sure you go and check out the Cornstalk and Sports Talk podcast, you and I, Insider. Elliot, real quick, I want to get you out on this. Um, what do coaches have to say about Trevor Penning? The, the reason why I asked this question is because you mentioned that there's a coach that has taught him everything he needs to know. He's going to be working with a great developer in Doug Marone here at the next level in the NFL. What have some of the coaches had to say about Trevor Penning and his work ethic? The big thing that I can point to for Coach Mark Farley, who's the head coach at, at UNI, who's continued to put out uh, NFL level athletes, you know, not every year, but there are two guys from last year's draft class. Like you mentioned, Spencer mm-hmm. Brown and then Ellerson Smith, who's an edge rusher for the New York Giants. Um, coach Farley has just said the one thing that I remember, I, I interviewed him after the spring game this last weekend. Um, he said something to the effect of uh, Tyler Linderbaum, who's an Iowa kid as well, mm-hmm. got drafted. Under the Ravens, he's like, "Isn't this just great?" 
I mean, it's it's showing it, it's finally showing what Iowa kids are capable of because these are hometown kids. These aren't you know recruits from Michigan or Florida or whatever. Um, and he saw what Trevor put the the hard work that Trevor put in, and and he just was. This is a testament to Trevor. I mean, sure, it's a testament to the UNI program, especially considering UN or uh, uh, Spencer Brown's in the league now too and plays for the Bills, but. This is a testament to who Trevor is as a person. And he made sure to give Trevor the credit. Sure, you and I had its effect. You and I did a lot for him. But and same thing for Coach Clanton. I, I'm sure you've seen, uh, maybe if maybe it doesn't ring a bell for him exactly, but he's put out a few tweets with the pancake emoji and hashtag yes. logs. And that's just the <laughs> thing. That's the thing for you and I offensive line. Um, and I, you and I, in the time that Clanton has been there, has – gradually started to get this reputation of being a pipeline to the NFL, especially that left tackle position. Yeah. There's a kid um, in, in a small town, Iowa, big kid. His name's Ben Kunast. He was a three-star. He had preferred walk-on offers from Iowa and Iowa State and a few other offers from some FBS schools. And he came to UNI. And I would be shocked if that wasn't the the, the reason or a huge reason. And sure. Trevor probably was a huge part of that. Um, and and so it's what it is, is a lot of people are, are saying – this is what you and I can create if you buy in and you work hard. And Trevor Penning is the the pinnacle of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to seeing him out on the field. Everybody's very excited about him. Uh, we're going to be discussing throughout the rest of today's episode, some of the possibilities for him, uh, whether he'll be you know a left tackle right off the bat, whether he'll be a right tackle. But in either case, it sounds like there's a lot of confidence coming from you, Elliot, as well as a lot of folks that have covered this kid uh, in the past, that he will be a long-term left tackle at the next level. I appreciate you so much taking the time to come through, Elliot. Make sure y'all go and follow him on Twitter at Elliot Clough. Check out the Cornstalk and Sports Talk podcast, the UNI insider himself. Elliot, thanks so much for coming through, man. We appreciate it. Ross, I appreciate you, man. Good to finally talk with you. Big thank you to Elliot for coming through to talk a little bit about Trevor Penning. A couple of things that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Um, Walter Payton, finalist. That's FCS Offensive Player of the Year, basically. it goes. It's an award that goes to uh, the best offensive player in the FCS. And there are 25 finalists. And Trevor Penning in 2021 was the only offensive lineman out of a, 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 just a list of, of quarterbacks and running backs, a couple of wide receivers. And then there was Trevor Penning, the only offensive lineman that was there. who's also the first player this offseason to receive an invite to the Senior Bowl for the 2021 Senior Bowl class, where, of course, he had some remarkable performances there as well. Now, he had some reps that were up. He had some reps that were down, which is exactly what you expect to see. But I think one of the things like in that last question that Elliot and I were discussing around his coachability, I think is something that becomes really, really important because the New Orleans Saints, if you look at the way that they've revamped their coaching staff, particularly over on the offensive side, Cody Burns, uh, Bill Bicknell, uh, Doug Marone, it's all about development, right? It's all about player development. How do we, not we, how do the Saints, but from their perspective, how do we bring in players that have the traits, have the tool set, have the skill set? and then develop them into the fully realized players that they need them to be. And that's exactly what they're going to want to do with Trevor Penning, who, by the way, is six foot seven, 320, 330 plus pounds and ran a 491 in this year's uh, combine at the 40. And that is something. And he also jumped like more than nine feet in the broad jump. He jumped 28 inches in the, the, the vertical. I mean, you look at what this guy did in terms of an athletic perspective, and it's exactly what the New Orleans Saints love on the offensive line. Remember, Teron Armstead came into the NFL after he ran, what was it, a 4 7 1? I mean, just ridiculous numbers. You look at all these other guys in the offensive line, they're all athletic. That's what it was. That was the whole point. 
right? To get this athletic offensive line. And if the thing that Trevor Penning performs well in the most, right? Performs best in is the run game. That's good news for New Orleans who have this zone run scheme, which requires an athletic offensive line. So how quickly can Trevor Penning be the starting left tackle for the New Orleans Saints? And if that's not the route for him, what is another successful route that the Saints could go with him? We'll discuss the possibilities for Trevor Penning because there's one ideal situation and then there's other possibilities that are still good things for the New Orleans Saints with that selection at 19 being Trevor Penning. So we'll talk best case scenario and we'll talk about the other scenarios that aren't necessarily worst case either. No matter what, this guy is going to be good in the NFL. He's going to be good in a Saints uniform and we'll talk about how soon you'll get to see that. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. If you got a candy bar right now, you eating a candy bar, stop it. Stop it. Quit hitting yourself, right? Get yourself a Built Bar. Enjoy yourself. Treat yourself with a Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Best tasting protein bars out on the market. Let's talk about a couple of flavors here. We've got, uh, how about churro, right? I love cinnamon, right? I got snickerdoodle ice cream in the refrigerator right now. I don't even messing with it because I got Built Bar Puffs and I got churro flavors. So I'm messing with those first. And they're covered 100% chocolate. I know that sounds bad sweet, but I'm about four grams of sugar in most of these bars. Only 130 calories, four net carbs, so about 17 grams of protein though. So the thing that's going to help you finish your day without making you have to power down some disgusting bar that you know you don't like, stop it with those protein bars. Go and get yourself the real protein bar you should be messing with, Built Bar. Six bites, bam, you're good. They're not chewy. They're not super soft and disgusting. Don't worry about it. So go check them out. Try them for yourself. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, so you can get 15% off of your next order over at built.com. Once again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Let's get it. Who that nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Don't forget, real quick, go and check out Locked on Pelicans. Jake Madison has been doing a phenomenal job with that show. The Pelicans have been on fire up until the end of their season. Locked on Pelicans has been on fire. So go and get in on all of that. And it's fun, right? It's an exciting young team there. Just like right now, it's an exciting team with an exciting future with the New Orleans Saints, especially after their fantastic draft class, particularly their first two selections. We talked about Chris Olave in yesterday's episode. You can go back for that. Today, we're focused on Trevor Pinning. And I want to talk about Trevor Pinning right now and his possibilities because There are several paths to success for this selection, both for the Saints and for Trevor Penning. Now, Trevor Penning, younger, 22 years old, he's somebody that's got development time ahead of him. Be able to work at Doug Marone, that's all good. Remember, I was a little bit shaky on Central Michigan's Bernard Raymond because he was already 24 years old, only started playing offensive tackle a couple years ago. Now, Trevor Penning didn't start playing offensive tackle until he was in college, but he's got more development time on the back end here. So, As he gets into the NFL, he has the opportunity to be exactly what the New Orleans Saints need now at left tackle or be exactly what the New Orleans Saints need later. What I mean by that is not necessarily that there's a chance, although there is a chance, that Trevor Penning doesn't start or play in his first season. That can happen, right? But, especially with technique things and stuff like that, but I don't see that happening for Penning, right? We have seen... D2 offensive tackles or, you know, uh, FCS offensive tackles transition to the NFL and be fine. And I think that that's what you're going to see with Trevor Penning ultimately here 
He's got the ideal body type and prototype for an, a modern day NFL offensive lineman. The question is, will he start off immediately at left tackle or will he start off over at right tackle? The ideal scenario, best case scenario is that he starts at left tackle and then he never leaves, right? He lines up on the left shoulder of Andrus Pete week one and then takes the final snap there whenever the Saints season comes to an end, either in the regular season or postseason. So then that way you have a starting offensive line of Trevor Penning, Andrus Pete, uh, Eric McCoy at center, Cesar Rees at right guard, and then Ryan Ramchek at right tackle, an uber-athletic offensive line, right? Very, very athletic. And then Trevor Penning gives you the mauler. Yeah, he had 16 penalties in 12 games. So what? You don't care. You shouldn't care because that's what you drafted him for. You drafted him to be a mauler. You drafted him to throw guys out the club. So if he's going to come in with the mentality of throwing guys out the club at the risk of getting penalized, you're okay with that. Throw guys out the club. Let's see what happens. Have fun, right? So I'm all about that. And I think that that's probably your best case scenario is that he comes in, he gets in work, good work during mini camps, during OTAs, during training camp, proves that he is ready to go out there and start week one. He'll have some ups, he'll have some downs. They will come about, right? Of course. But the patience of this New Orleans Saints coaching staff is evident if you look at the fact that Cesar Ruiz is still there at right guard, right? An impatient coaching staff would have moved on from him. A bad coaching staff would have moved on from him already. Let's be honest. But they haven't. And instead, they brought in somebody, Doug Marone, that's a great developer that should be able to help him step up. And you would expect the same thing from Trevor Penning. So even if he struggles a little bit his rookie season, you have the means in place to help him develop quickly. Now, if things don't necessarily work out for him in camp, and there seems to be a big sort of concern about him protecting Jameis Winston's blind side, because remember, that left side is his blind side, there is the possibility, two possibilities, but there is the possibility of moving Ryan Ramchick over to the left side and then starting Trevor Penning out early in his career on the right side. And that could end up being the future. That could end up being temporary. Who knows, right? Remember, something similar to that happened with Eric McCoy. Where was Eric McCoy going to play? He ended up starting off at center. And then it was like, well, there's no real reason to move him from there. So let's leave him there. And he's continued to be a fantastic center for the New Orleans Saints. It worked out. Same thing with Cesar Ruiz, right? Wanted to give him an opportunity at center and move Eric McCoy to right guard, but then Cesar Ruiz was injured, so he didn't really get the opportunity to get in the mix at center, so he just kept Eric McCoy at center and then played Cesar Ruiz at right guard. Makes perfect sense. So you could see something like that happening with Trevor Penning. That would probably be the quote-unquote worst-case scenario in terms of him still being on the field in 2021, or excuse me, 2022, uh, as a starter for the New Orleans Saints. And again, like I use the phrase worst-case scenario way out of place. Like That's doing a lot of heavy lifting because... It's not a bad scenario. It gives the New Orleans Saints a viable starting left tackle in Ryan Ramchek, and then your rookie is out there playing a premier position as an offensive tackle. The next possibility would be that he doesn't get out on the field in 2022. You have James Hurst who can plug in there. He's not going to be a long-term solution for you, James Hurst is, but it gives you the opportunity to work with Trevor Penning and turn him into the long-term solution for the next 9, 10, 11 years or whatever. That's the other situation that could happen. I don't see that happening. I think that this New Orleans Saints coaching staff is ready to move Trevor Penning into a starting role. Otherwise, you don't make the move along with the Philadelphia Eagles. I know the Eagles called the Saints, but you don't make that move and then target Trevor Penning at 19 if you don't expect to get him out on the field, right? You draft somebody in the first round, your expectation is to get him out on the field, a la Cesar Ruiz, a la, well, Eric McCoy was a second round pick, but you know what I mean? He was the first selection that year. So that onus kind of became... Uh, a part of his evaluation and a part of his plan, a part of his goal. And I think you'll see that with Trevor Penning as well. I think that it's more likely that Trevor Penning ends up playing right tackle early on 
than it is that they don't play him at all. I think that they would at least give him the shot to get started early on in the season before maybe moving some offensive linemen around and getting James Hurst involved if they need to. But I think that the Saints have a plan in place to get him out on the field as their left tackle. They see him that way. Dennis Allen has mentioned that that's the way that they see it, that that's what they would like to do with him, that that's the vision with him. So I would expect that that's very much going to be the situation for Trevor Penning, the New Orleans Saints 19th selection offensive tackle out of University of Northern Iowa. Big thank you to Elliot Clough for joining us for today's show and giving us more insight on Trevor Penning as well. Coming up on Monday, we're going to continue through. We're going to Alante Taylor next, and then we're also going to be joined throughout the week. We've got Jay Stevens from Lockdown Buckeyes coming through to talk uh, to talk Chris Olave. We've got Eric Kane coming through to talk Alante uh, Jackson, and we've got more, right? We've got a ton uh, all throughout the week. And then, of course, Sony Michelle watch is on. Jarvis Landry watch is on. So if the Saints continue to make some really, really nice offensive free agent additions, we'll have that covered for you immediately here on Locked on Saints as well. I appreciate you, as always, making us your first listen of the day every day here on the show. Don't forget to go and check out Locked on NFL. Everything you need to know around the NFL, less than 30 minutes with the local experts taking and giving you the local angles. As always, for everything else you need around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. Trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.